You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan. This is Mickey. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello. So this week we are recording our episode live in our Boss Ladies and Babies Facebook group. We're so excited to invite some of you to join the conversation. And so we may be answering some questions or comments as we're recording. But yeah, we're really excited. So before we dive into our awesome episode about marriage, um, let's get started with our highs and lows. Do you want to go first? I'll go first. Okay, so I'll try to keep them short and sweet. Uh, My high for this week was we decided to have a super lazy weekend, and we had Nora watch her first movie ever. We've been, like, kind of freaks about screen time and introducing her to TV, and um, we just decided, like, Today's the day we set up a blanket for and just made like this big extravagant to do about it, which now she's probably going to think that that comes along with any time you watch a movie. (laughs) But it was we decided on Frozen classic and she loved it. She sat through almost the entire movie. She like was gasping the whole time. She got scared and was like covering her eyes and she laughed. She was dancing like it was. Just like that moment you'll never get back that first time. And it was just like the most amazing. It was so fun. And yeah, so that was the high. The low is a little bit weird. Um, Okay, so we go on walks and like runs and we're always out walking around our neighborhood. And this last week we were out on a walk and... I had Nora out of her stroller walking next to me and I was going to put her back in, but we were like kind of taking our time. And at the end of the road was an intersection. And I noticed like looking back, I realized that I noticed these people on their bikes, just kind of like meandering around, which didn't really seem to bother me because it was like an intersection and whatever. So I get her back in her stroller and we start walking this way those of you who can see me and (laughs) a guy on a bike started coming at us from the opposite direction on the sidewalk. And he looked like a little bit suspicious, but like, I'm just kind of paranoid in general. So everyone's a little suspicious to me. So he is like charging at us and he finally moves over into the bike lane and then does like a whistle, like not like a, Hey, check you out whistle, but like a, Mm -hmm like a almost like a code call to someone else creepy which I was like oh that was a weird whistle but like again this was all kind of after the fact that I thought that and so we keep walking and we turn left and he would he was going straight on another road in another direction Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we're walking we turn left we're walking down the road a car comes towards us on that road and rolls down his window and was like excuse me ma'am and so I stopped and it was a guy he was in uniform he was a military guy and so I like instantly felt at ease and I was like yeah hey what's up and he's like was that guy on the bike bothering you 
And I was like, oh, uh, he looked a little spooky, but, you know, he didn't really do anything. And he's like, okay, because he's, he's been saying some stuff to us and, and bothering us. And I was like, no, he just did like a weird whistle call. Um, but that was it. He's like, okay, I'll keep an eye on him for you. And then he just like drove away. And then I was like, wait a second. The way that all the positioning was, I'm like trying to describe to you guys with my hands, but most of you that are going to be listening to this can't see me. There's really no way that the car would have seen the interaction with the biker. Yeah. (laughs) Unless he like somehow was on that road and circled back around or something, but I didn't see any cars passing. So I just like was like, oh my gosh, what's happening right now? Like, is this like a like team that like what are they trying to do because there's so many scary things in the news right now about like trafficking and this and that and I'm like I freaked out and I like got to the most public street I could and then like walked around my neighborhood like four times just in case there was anybody like watching or following it seems like so silly but you have to be so careful and yeah like in my own neighborhood like it seems like you know we always feel really safe but yeah so that was that was my low. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's scary, especially with how many, like, creepy, scary movies that we've seen and watched. Yes. Totally weird, like, tag team situation. And the yeah. creepy whistle sign. Right. Ugh. If it wasn't yeah. for that, I wouldn't have, like, thought twice. But it, then I was like, wait a second. Like, oh, I shouldn't have even stopped and talked to the guy because how would he have even seen that happen? Yeah. Unless he, like, maybe lived in one of the houses. We were, I don't know. Like, it was just, the whole thing was weird and really creepy. So <laughs> be careful out there. Just, yeah. yeah, be aware of your surroundings, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm glad you guys are all okay. Right? Me too. <laughs> yeah. Hypervigilance. And at least you're a good runner. <laughs> so maybe get that's out true. Right that's true. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Um, let's see. My high. Um, this weekend we went camping. We have some friends that have property in eastern Washington with a couple cabins. So we drove over there, um, just us and their family, two little girls. And the kids got to play. And it was so much fun. No phone service at all. Um, no, you know, no video games, no TV, you know, just like beautiful peace and quiet out in like the middle of nowhere, literally. It was so much fun. We like had family hide and seek time and it was amazing. And it was such a good like getaway from everything that I didn't even realize I needed (laughs) until I was there. Um, way too short of a trip for how it's kind of a far drive. Mm -hmm. So I was not ready to come home on Sunday, but back to real life. Um, But yeah, it was a really good weekend. Much needed. That sounds so fun. I love that. Um, My low, things have been going really well for us. So there's not like a specific low, except school is starting next week for my son. So he'll have his first day of in-person kindergarten next Wednesday. Um, which it's only a low because it should be such a high and I it's just not I mean I'm excited (laughs) for him but there's so many things to take into account like we have to go in on Thursday for like an open house and Mm -hmm. find out the like safety protocols we can't walk him to his classroom we have to drop him off we have to sign like 
a health waiver and give him a sticker every day, like declaring that he's healthy enough to go to school. They yeah. take their temperature, like masks and distancing. It's just not the environment that I wanted for him to go. So yeah. it's a bummer. And it's just sad that that first day isn't just super happy and you yeah. know care carefree, can't wait. Um, yeah, so mm. that's my low. Just... Is he excited or is he... I don't know. Yeah. I think he's kind of nervous. He's pretty shy anyways, but um we have I've like tried to talk to him a little bit about it and don't get a ton of feedback yet. So mm. we'll see as we get closer. I think it's still such a like foreign concept to him. Like, oh, next week seems like a year from now to a kid. Yeah. They don't know. So we'll, Yeah, you know. and at that age he's never even been to school before, so he doesn't know yeah. any different. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so he, yeah, we'll see. I'm glad they're doing an open house on Thursday so we get, like, a dry run kind of thing. And and he can, he's been in his classroom before, but this will be mm-hmm. with some other people. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah, thank you. Nerve-wracking for sure. But, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, that's about it for our highs and lows, I guess. Yeah, let's let's get into Get into the episode. We, when we were planning out what we wanted to talk about, we were kind of thinking, let's talk about marriage. Mickey just had her 10-year anniversary, which is insane to even think that either of us have been doing anything for 10 years in our (laughs) adult life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and you're about to have your five-year anniversary. Yeah, coming up in a couple weeks. So we thought, we're definitely no experts on marriage but you know we have some years under our belt and some kids and some you know businesses and all kinds of stuff we thought it would just be kind of fun to just chat about our experiences so we're gonna just get into it so we had a few questions we came up with um to get started that we thought we could answer and then kind of get into the whole story We'll do the stories first. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. You want to go ahead and go first? Just like our like our wedding story or just like how we met. What what do you think we should? Um, maybe a condensed version of both. Because I think both. how you met is, yeah. you know, it's always a good foundation for the rest of your relationship. Yeah, that sounds good. So we met on Quentin and I met on Halloween. In the year 2012, which is insane. Back in the day. Back in the day. Uh, (laughs) October is kind of our month. So um, long story short, I had just moved to Bellingham. I was living with Mickey. And I was supposed to be meeting up with another guy on a date to see this band, Space Band, in Bellingham. And he canceled last minute because he got called into work. And so... Um, we decided, hey, let's still go. We were already planning on going and checking it out. And so we went, thank goodness. And I met Quentin. Somebody literally pushed me into him because he was tall and I was tall and thought that we should talk to each other. And so we did and we like danced all night and we kind of like exchanged numbers and went our separate ways. And I was like, I'm literally never going to hear from this guy again. But like, he's the one like that was the one like I just met the one like freaking out. <laughs> I was also drunk, so I probably was like, (laughs) you know, I don't know. But still to this day, I'm like, I knew the minute I met you. And so um, we went our separate ways. He texted me the next day, I think. 
which was really refreshing because, you know, there's like the three day rule that guys have. I don't know if that's like still a thing. It's probably worse than it was when we were that age. Um, sorry, I can like see my ring light in my face. Um, Before so you go I- on, oh, yeah. can you tell everyone what Quentin was dressed as? Because I feel like that is really important. Yes. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I forgot that part. He was dressed as a Smurf, which is hilarious because he's like six foot six almost so yeah it just was like so perfect like oh this guy must have a sense of humor but also I had no idea what he actually looked like or like (laughs) anything which was a little bit sketchy because he had a hat on and like you know who knows who knows how he dressed or whatever um yeah so he texted me the next day and we went on our first date a few days later and then three years later we decided to get married and yeah, our wedding was a little bit um, traumatic, but we have a whole nother episode about that. I don't want to get into all that too much, but um, it was a beautiful day. And, you know, I can't believe it's almost been five years. Yeah. It's so crazy. So one day we plan on renewing our vows just to kind of like redo those memories a little bit. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of the story. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just vividly remember that night and I'm so thankful that I got to be there to witness it because first of all, finding a guy that tall for Megan is no easy feat. And yeah. for him to be, yeah, like a six foot six smurf and yeah. Megan was this like tall, glorious peacock. <laughs> it was so funny to watch, but also we're like, oh my God, he's actually way taller than her. This is such like a good combination. You can tell yeah. right yeah. yeah, and he, like, checked off. I had, like, this stupid list of, like, things that I would want. Because I was, like, not planning on dating. So it was, like, the stupid list of things that I would want in a partner if I were to meet somebody. And, like, he checked off so many of them. Even I had on there, like, oh, they have to have a cool name. <laughs> like, <laughs> Quentin, like, what? Okay. Yeah. You even check that off. He was, like, <laughs> super stylish. Like, he didn't dress like a Smurf in real life. He had... I say had. <laughs> now he's a dad. He had a really good sense of style. <laughs> he still does. But yeah. So. Oh, awesome. Okay. Well, our story um, I met Mike in college. Uh, it was my freshman year, and I had just broken up with my douchey high school boyfriend. <laughs> and so a couple of girlfriends came over. Um, it was like my birthday weekend. And um, one of the guys in the dorms was having a frat party. If, <laughs> I'm doing air quotes because it was not what you would think a frat party was, which makes it even better. Um, it was just a party at some apartments. These guys were like rebuilding their fraternity. So it ended up, I mean, they were the sweetest guys, but it was definitely like the misfit toys kind of situation <laughs> of frat boys. But so we went to this party and... Um, we ended up having to hide from the cops. And so we were all in this bedroom just sitting around talking. And I ended up sitting next to Mike and um, he walked me home. And it was my first time having like a guy walk me home and like stay <laughs> up and talk with me in my room, which was like so exciting because I was a teenager and like, yay, I'm 19 and a, a boy walked <laughs> me home. Like how exciting. Ooh. And we have literally been together ever since. So We've been together almost 15 years, which is insane. That is Um, 
insane. I can't yeah. even like. I can't even. No, it's crazy to say out loud. Um, he, we dated um, for, I guess, a couple years in college, and then he transferred back home and got, um, he was doing another program to get a job that he wanted here. So we did, like, the long distance thing for a year, which was horrific, but it worked. And I knew, I was like, I, I know he's the one. I, I've known, like, I just knew from the beginning. And um yeah. I, so I graduated and moved to Bellingham, and he proposed on Christmas morning with a ring in a board game at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning, which was adorable, and definitely had probably been, you know, we knew it was going to happen. It was just kind of a matter of time thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and here we are. Our wedding was also a beautiful day. We were 23, which just is insane to me like yeah. now as a 33 year old like I was 23 were we insane but well and uh, just like how much we were like oh it's about time but it's like, I know <laughs> I like I was a baby you guys were yeah. crazy to just like go along with it but yeah. um yeah we knew and obviously no regrets and um yeah here we are two kids later and still super happy and I'm very thankful for that yeah oh my gosh yeah I just how many, how long were you guys together when I came into the picture? It had been a couple years at least. Um, yeah, I think um, we must have been together almost two years because um, we were living yeah. together, I think, at that point. So, yeah, I just it's so weird to think I haven't known you guys without each other. Yeah, like, I know, ever. which is like so it's crazy. always just been Mickey and Mikey, mm-hmm. always like just yeah. what a cool. Like, you guys are, like, a role model couple to look up to because you guys are just, like, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank you. I will take that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was definitely a good fit. I, uh, I am super excited about it because mm-hmm. I come from parents that, you know, multiple divorces and all kinds of, like, instability there. Um, so I'm, like, the fact that we still like each other. I still, like, I remember even when we were dating, I'm, like, oh, we've been together like five years our love is like a kindergartner we would have a tea we'd be a teenager our love is a teenager almost getting their driver's license like so it's just weird. a big accomplishment and it's not easy to stay together no. I feel like especially like either starting super young like we did we like definitely had to grow up together mm. but for anyone any age staying together is not easy especially during a pandemic oh yeah. man when you're stuck together <laughs> yeah Ugh. yeah um okay before we go further into this I just feel like I have to tell you guys I'm really trying to keep my cool right now um but my ring light fell, which is fine. I was trying to fix it. And I opened the curtain. And there is the hugest spider, right? Like, I kind of want to show you guys. I'm going Do it. To, yeah. I'm just going to yeah. show you, okay? Because we're going to... Inside? Gonna, it's like... Oh. It's not a spider. It's okay, not. that makes it a little better. I don't know what that is. Oh, on your curtain? Where is it? On the Wait. curtain? Oh, you guys can't see? No. I can't see. Hold on. Oh, there. Oh, God. What is it? I don't oh, know. Some other kind of bug? Oh, it scared me for you. <laughs> okay. It's something else. It's not a spider, so that makes okay. me feel a little better. So I don't care. That thing is just, like, big and creepy, but I can I can hang. Okay. 
Sorry. Well, good for you. I probably would have ran out of the room. He's going to scoot over a little. I'm like over here sweating. I'm really trying to keep my cool. You're telling your story. I'm like, I'm just going to scoot over a little bit. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Let's get into kind of our little outline. We have an outline that we do every episode to kind of... um, you know, stay on task because we could ramble a little bit. But um, what are the biggest hurdles you have had to conquer in your marriage? Ooh, let's see. Well, right now, this hurdle, I'm like sweating. I'm so freaked out. By this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me get my head in the game. So biggest hurdles I've had to conquer in our marriage. Um, well, honestly it was just like the loss of my father-in-law just really shortly like a couple weeks or like a week a couple weeks after we got married I just um loss in general is so hard to go through yourself and you know then to have your partner going through something like that too it just really throws a a curveball at you and a huge challenge um with that being said, though, to put a little bit of a positive light to that is we had like probably one of the biggest hurdles that you can have right away. Like we had only been together for three years and obviously married for like a few days. And so just to have something at the time we felt like, you know, this could really break our marriage, but it being such a challenging thing to go through together really has made our marriage a lot stronger. It took us years to really realize that because it just was kind of like, wow, this was a lot of pain and loss. And like, you know, you don't just heal overnight from a loss like that. Like I couldn't confidently say that my husband is even still healed from that. I don't think you ever do. Um, But it really tested our marriage really quickly. And I would say we passed the test. So yeah, definitely that. Yeah. Um, So if you guys, if you're not avid listeners, you should check out our episode about grief um, a few, a couple weeks ago, I think, or like a month ago. I don't know. COVID time. It could have been three months ago. I don't even know. So look it up. Um, We talk a lot about it because our biggest hurdle also is that I lost my dad shortly after my wedding, um, which is just the weirdest thing to have in common and horrible. Um, But definitely was a hard thing. Um, His illness kind of was happening during our wedding. Like he was getting sick during our wedding. So we missed out on um, some stuff there. And then uh, basically we spent like the first month of our marriage with like taking care of him in our house um through a lot of just like traumatic health bullshit like that I will not even get into on here but um it was a lot and to be starting your marriage off like with your you know father-in-law in in your house super sick and going through all kinds of stuff was I'm sure not easy on my husband and then um after my dad went home, he ended up passing away like a week later, a week or two later, um, which of course was just devastating to me. And I remember Mike was at work when I found out and um, which 
just was hard for both of us. And it's something, I mean, that was 10 years ago now. And I still have really rough days, Mm -hmm. uh, especially since having kids with that. Um, But he has been, you know, obviously such an amazing partner and really supportive and helpful and understanding and, and all of that. So I'm like, that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And I'm just thankful that I had him there with me to get through it. And it definitely helped. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that brings us into what's the biggest wins. Yeah. Marriage. Um, I would say being married for 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, that's huge. (laughs) I know it is huge, but I will say probably the most important, impressive thing that we've done and like stayed together with is our house Mm -hmm. um we bought this like really rundown fixer-upper we've had to do so much work on it and a lot of things it hasn't been like oh let's just buy it and like fix it up and then move in and we're done it's like Mm -hmm. oh we'll fix up a little bit oh crap we have to move in with two little babies and all these things keep breaking and going on and um it's been like just insane a crazy um decision to make at all really but financially it was like really smart for us we we made some good um risky decisions but that would have turned out very well but the fact that we have you know kept pretty good um you know I want to say like moods about it all we've been pretty you know positive throughout it when we when one of us gets down um the other one will kind of bring us back up and we keep each other motivated and at least we have the same kind of end vision so Mm -hmm. we're getting through the the rough parts together and yeah it hasn't been nearly as bad as I think you would expect Mm -hmm. living in chaos together if we've been pretty fine which might be concerning in other ways that we're okay (laughs) living in the chaos but we're gonna skip that part (laughs) It's just cool because when you guys do complete something together, then it's like such a sense of accomplishment and teamwork, you know, that it kind of covers up a lot of the negative that goes along with it, I would say. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I would say for us, kind of similar. I just feel like we've been really good about some of the bigger life decisions that we've made. Like we've bought two houses now and both of the houses that we bought were like, at the exact perfect time and just like started gaining a ton of equity. Um, But I would say in like overall, our biggest win was probably our move to this area as hard as it was to leave. And even like, especially this year, we're like, Oh my gosh, we miss Bellingham so much and all of our friends and family there. But um, I could not imagine being quarantined in our last house. Like it was only, (laughs) 1300 square feet which like we are very tall people we have a big (laughs) dog Nora takes up so much space and just the the life that we have been able to build for ourselves down in this area is just a lot more comfortable than what we could have done up in that area and it just was like such a huge thing for us to pick up our lives with a six-month-old and move you know three hours away into I'm from this area, but really not knowing a lot of people here anymore. Um, and just like Quentin completely starting a new job, restarting his career, me restarting my business from scratch again with a six month old, <laughs> like that was a huge deal. And I just feel like aside from everything that 2020 has thrown at us, 
like on paper, we're just like thriving in our new lives. Um, and so when things are a little less challenging, I'm excited to see, cause we've only been here for a year and a half. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Wait, this year is going by way too fast. It'll be yeah. two years in February. So I'm excited to see just kind of like what we can do now that we're here and a little bit more established. Yeah. 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 That, that, uh, was a big move and but on the outside so smart of you because raising a kid and being able to be that close to your family was such mm-hmm. a smart thing for you guys and you're both just like flourishing there Quentin at his job and oh my gosh yeah and your house is gorgeous and your real estate's kicking off like it obviously was a good choice that you guys made for sure yeah it's still just really hard because we like yes we have so much family here um But just, you know, and then with this year, it's like, well, we can't really see them anyway. So it's like, we just, that's kind of a challenge for our marriage is like, okay, well, we just have each other. Like, we don't really, we have some friends here, but like, we don't have like a core, you know, we left a core group of friends that were all having kids around the same time Mm -hmm. to kind of, so it's like, we had to choose what we had to wear options out a bit. And then this year kind of slaps you in the face, like, okay, well just you guys so nope. <laughs> figure Hope it you out like, at least you like your house yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> except for our little visitor over here but yeah yeah I'm not even gonna look around in my room no, I know you. I like keep if you guys see me it, like I keep darting my eyes over there because I'm like spooked out but I think it's just it doesn't matter no so what is your favorite thing to do as a couple hmm we really like, honestly, we've been really into watching like horrible reality TV together, which used to just be my thing, but now we do it together, um, <laughs> which I love. It's so much fun to watch. Like we binge watch Love Island together okay. and it's just like so fun to have someone like right there to watch it with and talk about the drama with. Um, he'll probably hate that I'm telling everybody this but whatever (laughs) he yeah he was just as into it as me um we like to play like one-on-one Monopoly and he actually taught me how to play Monopoly and now I'm better than him which he'll probably (laughs) also hate me saying but it's true I'm like looking to see if he can hear me um and then yeah we like to play like poker just one-on-one um and then going on walks or hikes is like one of our favorite things to do together. We both are like, doesn't matter the weather, like rain, freezing cold, super hot, like we're out doing something together outside. So, and recently I've been a lot more involved hands-on in home projects, which have been really fun. So not just designing, actually like doing as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are kind of like our top couple hobbies. What about yeah. you guys? Yeah, um, we're both really competitive I think more so when it comes to each other Mm -hmm. so anything any games that we can play where we're like competing um we really get into (laughs) I'm trying to think of what we've done lately but we don't do a ton of stuff just the two of us because Mm -hmm. our kids you know are around um when the kids are in bed yeah we like to find shows that you know we both like um we both play fantasy football with you yeah. guys. Yeah. Uh, we've been in leagues for like years together now, mm-hmm. um, which is always fun. So, you know, we like to 
talk smack every week and <laughs> see he likes to tell me what bad decisions I'm making after I've done them, which is really sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, yeah. Other than that, I'm like now I need to go think of some better some... hobbies. <laughs> I know Get sometimes it's like oh we don't do anything together. You know, you see like all these couples that do so many cute things, but it's like we we have our things in our own way, you know. Yeah. And I think it's important that you have your own hobbies, too. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, always trying to come up with new ideas. We, like, are trying to think of, okay, let's do a weekly at-home date night. There's, like, only so much you can do. But I guess we have to get creative. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that's a fun challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So, next we have, how has your marriage changed since having kids? That's a mm-hmm. big question. Yeah. <laughs> How long do we have? I know. I know, right? Um, I will say I think it has probably brought us closer. Um, we're both like obsessed with our kids, so it's nice to, you know, I, I think we appreciate watching the other one parent and like seeing him as a dad just makes me love him so much more. He's so great with them. Um, they're just adorable, like our little my little dream come true so seeing that's great um it hasn't always been like just great Mm because after having like having a newborn things are like always kind of rocky um not rocky but it's more stressful you Mm -hmm. know but he's always been really hands-on dad so that's been i am so thankful for him um yeah other than that just not a lot of time just the two of us and we're just definitely busy 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 and sometimes we have to just stop and be like oh hi I see you you're here I'm here oh my god like take a minute and appreciate each other because it's just so non-stop throughout the day Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. same I'm like basically the same um it's really hard when you're raising children together I know so many of you can definitely relate to this to look at your partner as like not just that other person who's there raising your kids with you as much as like you love them and you you know have all of this like emotion for them it's like when you're in it and the day-to-day it's just like you're just like partners and there's not much more to it on the surface um watching like watching Quentin become a dad has been the most amazing thing he is just like a major softy but nobody really knows it because he just has like a hard exterior and he just keeps it close to the vest and so just seeing him become a dad has been just like so amazing his relationship with our daughter is just the goals the cutest thing I've ever seen (laughs) and I love watching that so much so much but sometimes it's just kind of like you have to actually think like, okay, you are my partner. Like I'm physically attracted to you. We're not just like, Mm -hmm. I'm doing these chores while you're watching the kid and, or I'm watching the kid while you're doing these chores. Like we're not just, we're not business partners, I think is the Mm -hmm. best, is what I'm trying to say. Like we, there's more to it than that. And just making time for that. It's just hard to remember to try to make the marriage a priority. Because you're so busy taking care of everything else, which Mm -hmm. 
often we think is more important, but really it's, it's not. And it's hard to make that stick as a top priority, I guess. Mm -hmm. Sounds crappy to say it out loud, but. Yeah. I remember um, reading an article. I think it might've been before we, probably before we had kids. Cause it was like when I knew everything about having kids. So it was definitely before <laughs> I actually had them, but it was something about like not putting your children before your marriage, like mm-hmm. having your marriage come first. And I was like, what? Nothing will be more important to me than my kids. Like, why would that even be a thing? Cause people get divorced and you keep your kids like no matter mm-hmm. what yeah. well, the divorce thing. I mean, if you two aren't a team, it just makes parenting so much harder, first of all, on yourself and the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, your kids are going to grow up someday and it'd be nice if you had that partner still there with you. Like you're still, we talk kind of a lot about this on here. You're still your own person. Like mm-hmm. you're a mom, but you're also you. Like I am also currently living my life. Like my life is not only taking care of my kids and then what I'm done like that there's still more to me than that so having that relationship to you know go along with you um Mm -hmm. is so important and the kids you know the kids feed off of that and they they can tell if you're happy and if there's crisis and and whatnot and having a strong foundation I think is important to everybody yeah and I think it's important for them to see you kind of like owning things like a team And, you know, like balancing that out, like kind of what I was saying before. And so I think what each of us can try to do, a lot of you might already be doing it, but, you know, just like intentionally making that decision to, um, even if you have to put on your to-do list, like this is another thing, like even if I'm tired, even if I don't want to be touched at all, even if I don't feel like talking, I need to make time to connect with my spouse at least for a couple minutes each day. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of times where Quentin and I are both just so spent and, you know, we just are like, I just can't have a conversation. I'm exhausted. We always make an effort to at least like talk to each other about how was your day? And just like, you know, we'll, we always try to hug and kiss each other. Hello to get some kind of, physical connection in there just as a reminder that like hey we're not just roommates we're not just business partners we but you have to be intentional about it which is crazy because you think like that should just come so naturally this is my husband like I love you and but it just you it it's not natural and once you have kids it's just not yeah definitely takes work um So we kind of took our own time and sat down and came up with some marriage tips like we said, we are obviously <laughs> not qualified like as marriage experts in any way, shape, or form. Just from our own experiences, um, we thought we'd share with you guys. Um, I'll go ahead and go first. So, first of all, before you even get married, I think it's really important to discuss your goals and values. Mm-hmm. So, have that conversation. Hey, do you want to have kids? Hey, do you, you know, want to travel or what do you want to do for work? I want to stay home with the kids, whatever. It's so important to have those conversations and not wait until you're married to then (laughs) discuss it or like try to change your partner's, you know, 
opinion. I'm watching Grey's Anatomy right now, you guys, and Christina and Owen, it did not go well, okay? You've got to have those conversations before you get married. Such a good, good tip, yeah. I think. Um, and then, once you are married, we try to have at least yearly, like, sit down, almost like a business meeting kind of conversation about our goals. Um, I vividly remember a few years ago, we sat down, we're like, okay, this is, you know, the things that we want to do. I was like, um, try for baby number two. Um, there were some like, uh, you know, work goals and house goals and, you know, financial and fun. And I completely think that, you know, sitting down and going through those and making those lists can help manifest your you know, reality, like what you're looking for, like what you were looking for in a partner you wrote down and then poof, there was mm -hmm. Quentin. Yeah. Not it's that easy, but I think it kind of maybe gives you some subconscious focus a little more. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, for sure. And yeah, I definitely got pregnant like real quick after that. A lot <laughs> sooner than expected, but um, so don't write it down unless you're yeah, ready. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> you really want those things, but it's just nice to kind of check in. Um, especially we're at such a, a hectic place in our lives right now. Like we're still in the middle of these house renovations. Our kids are going to be both starting like school full time. What do I want to do about a job? Um, how does that affect our finances? All of those things you really need to talk about. And I feel like in a partnership, it's so important to like nurture that partnership relationship business side and whatnot but make sure you're both like on the same page so that no one's feeling you know resentful or mm -hmm. someone's taking on too much or whatever how, coming together and making sure that you're on the same page is super important yeah, huge um next i would say try to enjoy the things that they like um <laughs> really if you sit down mike and i would not have that many <laughs> things in common <laughs> he is like a total 90s child sports boy like next to our bed is a chest full of baseball cards and he could sit and watch Mariners games forever and that is not my jam I could sit and watch keeping up with the Kardashians and Law and Order SVU till you know till I pass out not meeting there so much but we try we make an effort to enjoy the things the other person likes he's really good about um kind of like luring me into what he likes so fantasy football or he'll be like oh this guy's a dodger oh do you think he's cool oh cool oh now that's my boy and now every time he's on like he points him out to me I'm like okay like he gets a, finds a way to pull me in and he's definitely sat down and watched like jersey shore with me or you know he'll yeah. even if it's not us doing the same thing at the same time we try to at least be together while we're doing separate things mm -hmm. if that makes sense like he'll play a video game while I'm watching my tv show but at least we're like in the same on the couch together or something yeah. so that there's like that closeness even though we're not necessarily doing the thing together mm -hmm. um let's see um communicate that really that could be the only thing I say is communicate and and that would mm -hmm. be enough being able to talk to your partner about anything is it, it's crazy to me that that's not always the case. Not everyone is comfortable talking to their partner about everything. Um, I am very thankful that I can. I can come to him with anything, no reservations, 
right now it's like every other week i want a baby no i don't i hate the kids that we have like it's just a whole roller coaster but i'm not afraid to talk to him about that stuff i could be like hey i actually you know i want to go get a job or i don't want to get a job i want to sit home and you know learn how to garden or whatever Mm -hmm. big things or little things being able to like comfortably communicate with him and know that I'll be heard is Mm -hmm. priceless yeah that's huge I feel like a lot of your before that were kind of feeding back into communication because I think communication is like the underlying tone for everything in a successful marriage definitely um the other ones are just you know have fun try to spend quality time together like I said before, there, there'll just be some days where we're just like, go, 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 go. And then I'll stop and look at him and be like, oh, my God, I haven't, like, stopped and looked at you all day. And I'm like, hi. Okay. Yeah. We need to connect just for a second. Or we, like, hug in the kitchen, just, like, a little long hug, just for a minute to, like, slow down and connect and remember that we're both here. Mm-hmm. Because, it's, yeah, you get so caught up in everything else it is weird when you actually sit back and think about like oh my gosh we haven't made eye contact in like two days yeah like I just walk right past you I exist Mm -hmm. right here with you but we have not looked at each other's faces (laughs) like what it's yeah it's crazy and I'll feel like really weird about it too this is super okay is that that's what you look like now like oh do you need a haircut like we haven't spent that time together um uh i'll try to like wrap it up um basically just listen to each other i'll say is my last thing listen so even if you've both had a really long day i've been home with the kids all day he just got done working 12 hours and he comes home and needs to vent about a coworker. yes i am exhausted and just ready to tune out the world and be done because i've been listening to people talk all day long all day long I still need to let him vent. I, I can sit back and listen and smile and nod for a few minutes and let him feel better. He can listen to, you know, what I'm doing with boss ladies and babies or, you know, whether he's interested or not, which I think he is. But um, <laughs> even if you if it's not something that you really want to hear about, like you don't need to hear about which baseball cards are selling for what I can't even tell you. It's important to listen. Like, just make eye contact, smile, and nod so they know they're there. Because I know I appreciate that when I need to Mm -hmm. vent, whether it's something that he really wants to hear about. Oh, my gosh, they're canceling Keeping Up With Kardashians. He does not care. And that's actually probably (laughs) the one thing he won't listen to. But just as an example, the stuff that I talk about, yeah. I'm sure he's not interested, but I feel listened to, and that's important. That's like, yeah, all that matters is if you feel listened to, I think. Heard by your partner, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'll wrap it up there. What about you? Yeah, those are good. Before I get into mine, um, one of our people that are here with us, Sarah, said that her husband and her are complete opposites. Like, they have absolutely nothing in common, and it's hard right now after four babies, especially with the age group they have. Yes, that is tricky. My husband and I are also complete opposites. Um, so I can relate to that a lot. But we only have one baby, so I could not imagine with four. Yeah, you got your hands full. And it's so hard to balance all of that and then make time for each other at the end of the day. Like, who has that much energy? But just taking yeah. that time to even just stop and hug in the kitchen mm-hmm. or just make eye contact and be like, hi, like, how was your day? can go so far 
high fives, you know, when yeah. you're walking past yeah. each other, tapping yeah. each other in. Just, yeah. yeah, little little things like that. Um, okay, so some of my tips. Let's see. The biggest secret to a successful marriage. Ready for this? Don't do your husband's laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I never started. I'll never do it. Um, you guys have heard me on one podcast before. I did it one time. He paid me $100 to do it. I will not do his laundry. I will do my laundry. I will do Nora's laundry. That's it. He does his own. And it just really has been, I think, a really good positive thing in our marriage. Okay, but seri- all seriousness here. Um, splitting the housework to a way that is cohesive to your lifestyle not caring about what other people do not making a list of I did more chores than you did on this day really looking at you know who is doing what yes you can balance it out that way but you know like in our situation we both work but my husband's out of the house full-time I work from home and also care for Nora so for us it made sense to split the split the housework in a way where I take on a majority of it because I'm home but there is, you know, a list of tasks that he does as well. Just kind of making it work for your life. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. It matters what's going on in your life. Um, another thing we do is we have separate blankets in bed, which has been super helpful just because we don't have to worry about like fighting over the blanket or honestly, like the toots <laughs> that come. <laughs> I'm over there. <laughs> so, but I don't know. We just started doing that at one point, And it's just like we always joke around about like that's the tip to marriage is have separate blankets. And I don't know. We just we like doing that. Um, a weekly night to do your own thing because we like we've been talking about we are our own people as well. And Spending time with your partner is so, so important. Spending time with yourself is really important as well. And it's really, really easy as moms to lose ourselves in our identities. Even if your identity this week is watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians for eight hours and staying up way too late. It's really important to take that time for yourself. And so my husband and I have kind of gotten on the same page about that as he has his video games. I have, you know, my shows or sometimes I'll do a little bit extra work that I feel passionate about that I wasn't able to get done earlier in the day. We have one night a week where it's like doing our own thing tonight. Okay, you'll be over there. I'll be down here. See you tomorrow. And it just works for us. Um, Therapy is so important. I think even if you don't think you have issues in your marriage, it's still really important to sit down and go talk to somebody who is a neutral person just to even just to talk even if you guys feel like you are completely on the same page and totally solid it is so so nice to just talk to somebody else I am a huge supporter of therapy I think everyone should be in therapy um yeah so therapy that's my little endorsement Let's see, dinner at the table, that has been a really big way for us to make sure that we have that connection with each other where we can actually talk about our day. Um, You know, even though Nora is sitting at the table with us, you know, we really try to focus on talking to each other 
and also including her in the conversation, but she sees us talking about our days. So then she starts kind of chiming in as much as a two-year-old can about her day, but it's a nice little way for us to connect and also connect as a family. Let's see. I'll wrap mine up a a little bit too. Um, Don't criticize how they dad. That one is super hard, but super important. I mean, we all want more help, right? I feel like that's a very common thing that women are asking for more help from their husbands. If you then sit back and say, ugh, not like that, you're doing it wrong, then they're going to stop helping. Trust me, the kid is <laughs> part of them, They are, or they're responsible for the kid. They know what to do to keep that kid alive. It might not be how you do it, but we cannot criticize how they dad. That is the quickest way to shut them down. Um, and I just think having something in fun to look forward to has been a really big thing in our marriage. Like we've noticed we start to get in ruts when we don't have anything planned. So like all of 2020, (laughs) but, um, yeah, that's really helpful. And I think the last one that I'll leave with is put the phone down. And that goes kind of with what Mickey was saying about listening. Um, I'm really, really to a fault big about active listening So, you know, when we do have those brief moments together to talk to each other, I really require undivided attention. And I'm also can be kind of bad at giving my undivided attention as well, because it's like, okay, well, I can multitask and look at my phone and hear you talk about how crappy your coworker is. But that's not really making your partner feel heard if you're also on your phone while they're talking to you about their day. Um, yeah, I think I'll leave it at, leave, leave it with that. Oh, I have actually, I lied. I'll leave it with this. Just going out of your way to do things for each other, to let the other person know that you're thinking about them. When we do things like that, without even thinking about it, our marriage is so much stronger. Just like little things like a text every morning, leaving notes for each other, just compliments, just little tiny things that will take you a second, literally a second to do just to help kind of rebuild and re-strengthen, reinforce, I guess, your foundation and help you forget that or not forget that you guys really do care about each other and see each other. Ooh, to go off of that, you said compliment, which was something I had on my long list also. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think especially like after kids or as we're all getting older, those compliments are so important. Like mm-hmm. if I get go through the effort of like putting on makeup and real clothes and go out there if my husband doesn't say something nice to me I'm gonna be really upset but when you do get those compliments like it just feels good to Mm -hmm. feel like you're still attractive to the other person whether you've been wearing sweatpants for all of 2020 no one's gonna (laughs) judge you but it's nice to know that they still find you attractive I mean because you still have that like romantic relationship Mm -hmm. there and after especially if you've been together a long time you know the spice isn't always the same as when it started Mm -hmm. so even if it's like a little butt squeeze in the kitchen (laughs) or like a little text at work or whatever it is like making your partner feel desirable and receiving that back is huge. Yeah. And I think like, I know for me, and so I would have to, I mean, this could be silly, but like assume that a lot of women feel this way too. Like I'm so wrapped up in like, 
how I'm feeling about it. Like, you know, he doesn't tell me I'm pretty. He doesn't this or this or this whenever I'm feeling down. I don't really think about, like, I'm not telling him that I'm attracted to him. Like, I'm so worried about keeping track of how many compliments he's giving me that I don't really think that he needs to hear this kind of stuff, too. And we've actually had conversations about this before where, you know, he's like, oh, I didn't think you were attracted to me anymore. It's like, what? Really? Oh, yeah, I guess I could see why you would think that. I haven't done anything to go out of my way to make you feel that way because I just think you know that, you Mm -hmm. know? So I think it, you know, it definitely goes both ways for sure. Just there's, we can really try to remind our husbands that, yeah, I'm really busy with the kids and everything else I'm doing, but you still matter too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Yeah, we have um, a little fun section that we put together here that, if you guys want to chime in, you're more than welcome to. Um, but we thought we would uh, bust some myths here about marriage. So we've got a marriage mythbuster segment. Yeah. So number one myth: marriage or having kids will solve all of your issues. Which <laughs> let's just take a moment for all of us married and or mothers to just like laugh and die a little bit inside <laughs> because the thought that someone would believe that is just very insane (laughs) insane (laughs) marriage is hard having kids is hard i think you could say marriage or and or having kids if there are any underlying issues it will just magnify those things (laughs) because you can't You can't, you know, run away from your problems. You can't, you know, oh, we're going to just not talk about it and avoid each other. We're, you know, any of those things. You can't do that anymore. It's not going to get better unless you put in the work to make it better. Yeah. 100% agree. Big myth. Okay. Myth number two. Marriage is easy. Which I fell for this one before we got married because... We already live together. I'm like, how how much harder could marriage really be? What is it about that little piece of paper that <laughs> literally changes everything, especially if you lived together beforehand? Like, what is it about it? But no, marriage is not easy. And whoever said that was crazy. Obviously not married. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. Myth number three, living together first can test if the marriage will be successful. <laughs> I can't, I haven't not lived with my husband before we were married. So right. I don't know. Um, but I feel like still the dynamic changes once you're married anyways. As much as you don't think it will, it still kind of does. Um, I don't know. I was a, a not great roommate then, and I'm not a great roommate now. So, <laughs> I mean, at least that way you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. But I feel like sometimes people could kind of maybe be on their best behavior at first. And then once you're married and settled in and you're like, yeah, I hooked them. It's all over now. And then you can kind of like let loose. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I kind of think that one, 
um, is is true. I think that living together first can. I think it can because you kind of get to know each other's annoying things that they do, which I mean, imagine the struggles of marriage right away on top of not knowing like that you hate how your partner snores or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. that would be so much harder. So I, I kind of think that one's true. Um, also, we have a fiance listening who's getting married next year, <laughs> Sam. Marriage is also really, really rewarding and yeah. wonderful. Yes, it's it's really hard, but it's like probably the most challenging, most worth it thing that you'll do. So don't worry. <laughs> and then We're just we, scaring just, everybody off. Time. I know. bitter married old hags that's all that's here tonight people (laughs) we have um brit in our comments said i think you can tell a lot about someone living with them first but i don't think it's a make or break yeah i like that yeah definitely okay the next one is myth number four marriage is entirely equal That's all I gotta say. (laughs) Yeah. I I think just we I don't I don't even know what else we even need to say about that because we kind of talked about that a lot. Mm Um yeah, it's not always equal. You're not always doing the same amount of work or effort or anything at any given point. There's kind of probably naturally gonna be an ebb and flow Mm -hmm. in any relationship, I think. Yeah. And as a side note to that, I think it's going into it knowing or having the mindset that it's not going to be equal and not keeping score when it's not equal. Because there's no point in carrying that resentment. It's just going to make you bitter (laughs) and, you know, cause a lot of negativity. So just, yeah, might not always be equal, but got to stop keeping score. Um, let's see. Next is myth number five. Never go to bed angry. This is interesting because this is kind of something that is, you know, overlying in our marriage. Like, I think my husband really strives for that. But mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person where when I'm, like, mad about something, I really enjoy dwelling on it. <laughs> like, I like to drag it out. I like to, like, go away and have my space and just stew on it for a while. Especially, like, now that I stay home with my kids, I don't have any fun drama. Let me be mad. Let me have this for a while and just, like, feel something. (laughs) But he is very, like, big on communicating. Big on, like, just resolving things and kind of nipping it in the bud and not making it into something bigger than it is. Whatever. Um, So we try to never go to bed angry. But if there's always those few nights where you're, like, someone sleeping on the couch. And then I feel like you wake up in the morning and everybody feels a little better. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. When I read this the first time, I was like, never go to bed angry. If you're really strictly trying to like stick by that I feel like you could possibly be making up when you're not really ready to Mm -hmm. or like rush resolving issues and maybe not actually getting to the bottom of anything and just trying to like gloss it over so you can go to bed and pretend you're not mad anymore yeah I don't know yeah I have a lot a lot of thoughts on this one I 
first of all, like that's the, every bride that somebody's going to give her that advice because that's like the people's go-to never go to bed angry. I don't know if that was like an old school thing. I don't know, but honestly, I'm, I'm a lot like Mikey, Mickey's husband, where I like to just resolve things right away. I've learned that not everybody is like that, i.e. my <laughs> husband. He's the kind of person who, if you push them to resolve things right away, they can get triggered and get really, really upset and then end up saying things that they regret or turn, you know, the fight will escalate because they're not ready to talk and I'm still trying to push it because I want resolution. And then I get way more upset and flooded with emotion because I'm not getting the resolution that I need. Sometimes you need to go to bed angry knowing that you still love each other. There's no question about that, but it's not time to resolve that fight because both of you need to be ready. So I would say take that advice and shove it because it just depends <laughs> on you and your marriage and your yeah. partner. You know, yeah. I, I just, yeah. Yeah. Knowing each other, knowing your conflict style, the specific issue is more important than just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the plan. But a lot of times my husband is the kind of person who like needs to let it stew and then we'll just kind of forget about it. That I think is the really negative side about like being okay going to bed angry because he'll wake up and feel fine but then I'll still be really upset about it and it's like okay well I'm glad you're okay but I'm still mad because we didn't resolve this so there's it's tricky you just have to yeah I mean like we've said communication you have to know each other um we've got a couple let's see Britt says, definitely have gone to bed angry and I feel I wake up in a worse mood. We think it's important to at least say, let's address it in the morning. I love you. Yes, I agree with that so much. Um, And then, yes, Britt also says, she's like me. She can escalate and her husband wants to talk now. Or she's like my husband where she escalates and the husband wants to talk now. They're still learning after six years how to handle it. Yeah, I don't think you ever stop learning how to communicate. I mean... Mm-hmm. You always are evolving on communication skills. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Myth six, healthy marriages are conflict-free. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'll just take a minute. I think having conflict does not mean that your marriage is unhealthy at all. We don't really fight that much, Um which when we were dating, we like never fought, which I always thought was cool. We still, you know, even then we have like our few little topics that blow up every once in a while. So I'm not so I'm not saying no conflicts. Mm-hmm. Not very often. I feel like we're the kind of people that like let it stew and mm-hmm. then you explode kind of thing and we like hash it out and then we're done for a while. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean maybe it's healthier to have more frequent smaller fights I don't know I like Britt says on here conflict helps you grow and learn definitely and you're not I mean you didn't marry yourself you're there's always going to be some kind of headbutting in there somewhere my husband and I I don't think even speak the same language Mm -hmm. whatsoever we can seriously be talking about something like I have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) like what are you even talking about I don't understand or why did you say it like that that makes no sense 
really bad, like extreme. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you're never going to agree 100% on anything. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I learned at some point something along the lines of fighting isn't what's unhealthy. It's how you fight that can be. And so, uh, and then also with, with having kids in the mix, you know, fighting in front of your children isn't necessarily bad as long as they see that there's a resolution afterwards. So I do agree that you grow from conflict. And I mean, yeah, I I think that's a myth for sure. I don't think healthy marriages are conflict-free. Let's see. The next one is myth seven. You'll become dependent when you are married. I have to say... Speaking from experience of my relationship, my husband and I are both very, very independent people, and we have found ways to balance our independence with while also being dependent for each other. So in my eyes, that's a myth. Yeah. Um, this is interesting because, yeah, like I said, like Mikey and I have been together since I was 19, and so I definitely have been dependent on him as we've grown up and become adults together and I'm quite a few years behind him as far as like adult maturity with responsibility goes and everything I can say that um but I feel like I have grown into a confident woman Mm -hmm. with the support of my partner and like growing together and learning as we go um I don't think of myself as being like super dependent on him. I am maybe financially right now because I'm, I've been staying home with my kids and not working. Um, but I never feel like I completely lean on him for everything. Like I think I've grown up enough and learned enough from him and from myself and just life experiences that I would be fine on my own mm-hmm. if yeah. I had to, I just really, really choose not to because I love him and it's just easier together and better together. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, just even knowing that, you know, like there is such a fine balance where you want to be, you want to be kind of dependent. I mean, that's like the joy of having a life partner is that you can depend on them. Um, But I think knowing that if you needed to, you could, then, you know, that gives you a little bit of peace with that. Okay. Number eight, I'm going to get a little saucy. (laughs) I'm such a nerd. Okay. (laughs) married people have less satisfying sex lives this is wine everyone (laughs) I've been preparing for this question all night now (laughs) Um, I don't think marriage in itself like makes your sex life worse I think along your marriage journey there will be an ebb and flow with your, you know, sex drives, compatible, you know, mm-hmm. matching up libidos or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm just, we are so not used to talking about this. So no, like, we're not. I know. Like, <laughs> we're like teenagers. Like, oh I'm my God. Child. Doing it. Yeah. Um, I will have to say that I think having children way, has a way bigger impact on your sex life than just being married. Mm-hmm. They're, definitely is a huge that's just a huge change pushing a 
you know, having a human in your body coming out of you somehow, like taking care of a newborn. Um, it's just a lot. And then with work schedules and school, like it's just, it can be a lot. And I yeah. think just knowing, like, don't go into marriage thinking, okay, this is it. I'm only going to see you one penis or vagina for the rest of my life like that's depressing but yeah. you also get to like be with the same person and learn them and they get to learn you and what you like and your bodies and all of that and I just feel like a t- kindergarten teacher talking about sex right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I always like would roll my eyes at my husband when he's like oh yeah once you're married your sex life is over because I didn't really understand that but after, I agree with Mickey. After you have children, it changes so, so much. I don't really think it changed much after getting married, really. I mean, I feel like, honestly, I don't remember anything pre-Nora, so I can't say with confidence that that's true. <laughs> but, um, but I do think that it all goes back to that whole, like, making sure you see each other and appreciate each other and just kind of realizing, you know, the other person is just exhausted and making time for that. I it's I think as a busy mom, it's really hard at the end of the day, like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have to do one more thing, you know? And that sounds however you want to call it, like yeah. I don't want to have to do one more thing, but sometimes mm-hmm. it can feel like that. And especially if you're feeling like so bogged down with all of your responsibilities you know it's like well why should I even try to make time for that so I think something to focus on to ensure that it isn't less satisfying is to really keep trying to make sure your partner feels seen and you know then it becomes it's and even if you have to like schedule it in or whatever just making it a priority like we were talking about before if you want to um I just it does it changes so much just because your priorities change too like like for me that's really not a priority right now like I'm tired you know but yeah and I feel like with like with marriage you ideally feel like if you're married you get have this like unconditional love Mm -hmm. and so okay, by the end of the day, if I'm, like, tired or have a remote headache or whatever, if Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it, there was a big chunk of time where I'm like, if I don't remotely feel like it, it's not happening. Like, it's not a priority. It's not something, like, and I know he's still going to love me, so I don't care kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, It's definitely been something for us that we've had to make, like, a conscious effort to, like, okay, let's get through this and... Sometimes, you know, maybe I'm not in the mood, but I know that my partner needs that. Like, we have to communicate and kind of gauge where we're both at. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. not important to either of us for right now. It's just, yeah, you need, again, it comes back just to communication. And even if you're not connecting that way, making sure that you connect emotionally and you're having that, like, at least face-to-face time and being intimate in other ways um, is just super, super important. Yeah, I was just going to say there's other ways to be intimate for sure. And just going back to building that friendship and reinforcing that foundation of your relationship. I mean, the more that you do that, the less of like a chore, for lack of better words, Mm -hmm. like 
spending that kind of time with your partner might become. Um, and even if it feels weird to like me, if it feels like a little forced, not in like an inappropriate way, but you know, just kind of forcing yourself to try to understand where your partner is coming from and maybe see what happens. I don't know. I'm not the person, I'm like so awkward talking about this stuff. I'm like, I can't even believe we're addressing this question on here. I'm like stumbling over my words. Um. This will have to be, we'll have to have a special after dark episode to talk about boss ladies and trying to think of making babies. (laughs) Making babies. There you go. Yeah, that's better than where I was going to (laughs) go. I'll make sure I um, have other plans that day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's see. Um, Myth nine, you'll have the same interests. No. No. Opposites attract for a reason, right? That's a thing. Yeah. Yep. And then our last myth, number 10, is something you don't like, your partner can change. I... Oh gosh, the bug has moved. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. I realized my eyes just like bugged out of my head when I looked over there. Okay. Um, I don't think that your partner will ever change or that you should like rely on the fact that they're going to change. However, I do think that you can have optimism that your partner can grow and so can you. And what bothers you about the thing that you want your partner to change could stem back to some growth that you need to do within yourself um you're not going to change anybody you should never go into a relationship thinking oh it's okay I'll I'll just like change this out of them because it won't happen but I can speak from experience like my husband and I have done a lot of growth personally and together throughout our marriage and so I would say some things have changed because they have evolved and grown rather than just stop doing it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely, um, I don't think at the core people really like change much. I mean, we all grow up and, um, we can learn new things and adapt and make changes for our, our, our partner, but, I wouldn't ex- ever expect that from someone. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah. not taking them how they are right now, then maybe don't do it. Yeah. Cause, and I mean, they could also evolve for the worst too, you know, like yeah. it, could, it could get worse. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. Um, lots of people are loving the sex talk. So I am glad that you guys feel a lot more comfortable than <laughs> <Wham>. <laughs> Yes, we'll have to do that um, separate some other time, maybe a, a a live episode where people can like live jo- join us. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <sighs> yeah. So I think that about wraps up our marriage segment. Um, We're gonna. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else you want to add to that? Sorry, I'm like so distracted. I'm I'm gonna make a move to kill the bug. Oh I yeah, think. no, do it. Yeah. So you guys. Okay. 
I'll go. Well, before we finish up, um, we will do our favorite segment. We call it our hot mess moment. Um, you, if we have guests, we ask them to share. Um, this time it's just us two. So we will share a hot mess moment that we have experienced lately because we know that we are all not perfect all the time, if ever. And we've all felt like total hot messes at some point. Right you now. Should... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Megan doesn't have to go because she's doing it right now. No, doing it live. <laughs> um, let's see. I've used up my really good ones on other episodes. Um, so my hot mess recently um, will be my, like the first or the second week of school, keeping the Zoom meeting times straight with two kids. It really shouldn't be that difficult, but it is. <laughs> it is. So it was oh, like a couple days in and Piper had um, her class Zoom meeting at the same time Michael had his one-on-one -on -one Zoom meeting with his teacher. And I was like so caught up on him having his one-on-one. -on -one. And then uh, Piper and I were doing like an art project that I didn't realize that she was late to her Zoom meeting for 17 minutes you guys and these things don't last long especially like second graders and kindergartners they're not long 17 minutes in where I'm like drawing an owl with her and I'm like oh my god oh my god we're supposed to be on zoom right now oh crap okay and so I like get her I get her computer get logged on and we like join the class Skype or a zoom and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. This was totally my fault. Like we were doing an art class. Like, I'm so sorry. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh my God, she, her teacher is in the middle of talking to like 25 second graders. And I just barged in here yelling like a maniac, apologizing, completely interrupting everything. I was mortified. And I just, I definitely emailed the teacher afterwards and I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just panicked and I did not think about like that. I was definitely disrupting everyone. <laughs> and yeah, and definitely probably wearing pajamas and my hair up. And I'm just like total hot mess situation on camera in front of a bunch of kids. So now I have our schedules written out very clearly. I have a lot of phone reminders a little alarms to go off to let me know who needs to be where when so that that doesn't happen again but I'm really just waiting for the day that they're on zoom and like I don't remember and they like come in with their laptop when I'm in the bathroom or something like that's gonna be my <laughs> life I'm waiting for it I'm waiting so maybe I'll have a better story for you guys sometime okay were they recording and is there a way to get like a snip a <laughs> clip of that no thank god no i don't oh gosh i hope not no no recording it was yeah have to live on in your mind i love it that's so funny <laughs> the bug is um i don't know if it's dead but it's squished and then i like just grabbed a sock off the ground and rolled it up for now so at least i know where it is <laughs> because i didn't know what else to do so um that happened yeah. all right so as if I need to get any messier than I am right now I'll share the hot mess that I have for you guys so we went hiking uh last weekend I think and I just like have been getting really good or bad depending how you want to look at it about peeing in public because 
I just like don't want to use any COVID bathrooms, especially <laughs> like height at a trailhead. The bathrooms are always disgusting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been getting pretty good at it. We got to the parking lot. It was a very, very busy parking lot, but I had to go and I had like, I, I wasn't going to be able to go on the trail. I knew it was going to be super busy. So I was like, this is my chance. So I was trying to be really sneaky about it. Quentin had Nora in the very back of the car getting her shoes on or whatever. Um, And so I just opened both car doors and I was trying to be so discreet because there was people everywhere. I just like pulled out my pants and lean, you know, that trick where you like lean against your car a little bit and both car doors are open so nobody can see you. It's like genius. But it was like we're it was like asphalt. (laughs) ground that we was like a gravel parking lot and like I really had to go so it was like (laughs) really coming out and Nora is in the back of the car she's like Dada it's raining it's raining and he's like yeah sweetie it's really coming down (laughs) it's a downpour and I'm just like sitting there can't stop now I'm committed and so yeah, nobody saw me, but they definitely heard me, and there was a huge uh, pea trail rolling from my car. <laughs> when you gotta go, you gotta go. And if anyone should understand that, it's kids, because they don't care where they are. Well, now, so since Nora, we've been potty training, I have, like, a travel potty in the back of the car that I take and just pop up for her. Like, we popped it up on the hike for her, like, three times to use. But I'm like... Hmm. Do you think I could use that? Like, put a bag in it in the back of the car because maybe. Yeah. You know what? I read a tip that you should put either one of those doggy potty training pads or a diaper mm-hmm. in the bottom of the potty so it like absorbs the liquid, so you're not like sloshing mm-hmm. pee around. That's a good idea. This one has just like a bag, a plastic bag that you put over it. So then, if you're outside, it's just like an open hole toilet but so she just pees on the grass or whatever but oh that's smart it's yeah it it like fits in your diaper bag it just folds up to like this little and then you pop the feet out and it will stand up or you slide the feet all the way open and it can go over a toilet seat so that's like a little it's so cool it's like the coolest thing yeah i need that for grown-ups and potty things i got issues with potties yeah (laughs) peeing outside that is brilliant. I really yeah. like that. I know. It's amazing. Oh. So, yeah, maybe next time, maybe next time my hot mess will be that I used her potty. We'll see. Oh. Or I might just straight up pee my pants. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't even believe okay. the things that have happened on this episode. <laughs> Thank you guys that have hung out with us and made it through the whole thing. Um, this has been really fun doing live. I love seeing your guys' comments. I hope you're having as much fun as we are. We hope to do more of these in the future. Yeah. I think we'll get yeah. the, you know, get the tech tech kinks worked out. Um, but yeah, this was definitely fun. Yeah, this was really fun. Thank you guys for tuning in and joining us every week or hopefully starting to join us every week and it was really fun interacting with you guys and we will see you guys next week bye Bye. thank you for listening to boss ladies and babies if you like this episode be sure to rate review and leave us some feedback 
Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time, stay stay bossy. bossy.